Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Redemption Thursday time and this time around we welcome in the NFL as well. Woo! Good times continue to abound. Get better by the day. Yes, sir. Come on in. On Twitter, attach a Cameron show. And um, I will just tell you that uh, I've got I, – I like picks, but I, I've got to get – got to get my head around the NFL. Got to ease into getting my head around the NFL, which gets underway tonight. Tonight. And, uh, okay. All right. This will help me. This will help infuse – I'm not there. I'm normally always there, but you know what it is. Florida State's good. Florida State's back to being very good. And while our, you know, central theme on the show has always been for the better part of 25 years, Florida State, we do look nationally at the other sports. We look at everything. Uh, and 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 I know as the shift happened to me going to War Chant, we, we did even more Florida State stuff. Um, but I've always had keen interest in everything else. I'm a sports guy. It's what I do. I love it. But I typically, by now, Tom, am I'm ready to roll with the NFL. And I think because the Bucks, prior to this upcoming season and to a degree last year, had a nice long run as well, I was already making the leap to the league in my head, along with college, weeks ago for over the last several years. But because I know the Bucks are bad this year, really know-know that the Bucks are bad this year, then I've kind of gone, oh, ease in, ease in. Now, I love the league. It's a different thing, and I still gamble there too. But I've got to get immersed. It'll happen tonight. It'll happen tonight. Yeah, I think we both had last-second fantasy football drafts this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine gave me an A-plus grade, which means I'm going You're to— You're going to get obliterated. Absolutely. No chance to win. Never got an A-plus draft grade before. No. Oh, well. Even the year you won the league. It's been a good season. It's just one of those things, buddy. I actually, yes, I thought I had a terrible draft because I felt a little, a little, I don't know, behind. I felt like I was lagging, and then I, I had the draft, and afterwards they were like, good draft, man, and I'm predicted to win this week. No chance. That means I'm dead in the water. <laughs> I'm with you. Dead in the water. Florida State gets the win, now takes on Southern Miss, and it's kind of hard to – frankly, wet your whistle with enthusiasm given what we just did in Orlando and all that we were doing leading up to that game. That game was as anticipated as maybe the Florida State-Alabama game a while back. I mean, that felt big, and it was big, and the energy was uh, palpable. Ended a little bit differently, too, didn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah. And then, you know, now you're kind of like, okay, let's ratchet it back up. I'm not playing in the game. Mike can't yell at me. I don't have to be emotionally charged for this game. I don't have to be sky high when they kick it off. I could be as even keel as I damn well feel. I'm not making a single tackle on Saturday night. Now, this is interesting. I am keyed up for this game. Keyed, listen, it's all relative. I'm talking about to what it was last weekend, obviously. We all traveled over there. We had a lot of great – I mean, the responsibility was great, but I mean that in a good way. It was fun. We got to see all kinds of people and interact with fans who were – keyed up we got to do our seminal headline show there at the bar at hooch and that was cool i mean it was tons of knolls everywhere rowdy you, very, yeah very rowdy, rowdy very rowdy and then you and i got to do the pregame show on the big stage 
great PA system, thousands of people it's there. Much more respectful atmosphere. Oh yeah, that was fantastic. They to take they, pictures. They were locked in. They were listening. And so we had a blast with all that. Then you have to get back the next day. Next thing you wake up, it's Wednesday. You're like, ah, sneaking up on me, baby. Sneaking up on me. But it's a good kind of sneaky, sneaky. I feel good. I feel all right. I'm ready to go. I'm good to go with my redemption. They're largely, and you know, the other thing I've noticed about me so far this year, I haven't gotten into the, and it takes a couple of weeks. Now, in my private life, I've, I've, I've had a few of these unders, overs, player prop, that kind of stuff. But for, for the show, I've just kept it general. I've gone big picture. I'm going to tell you the side I'm on. I'm going to give you the number and who I'm picking and why, and then that's it. That's where we're going. So I got the email today, as Director Matthew did, shortly before noon, maybe closer to 11.30 with these picks, and I didn't look at them. I'm excited oh, to see the board. Oh, you didn't want you, But you, I'm, I'm also curious to see what the board looks like between college and NFL splits. How much did the NFL did you dabble in, two, if any? Yeah, two I, fi- picks. I figured as much. Two yeah. picks. Now, I think my personal life might be different than that. I see. I think I may end up going with a couple more that I started to think about, feeling pretty good about. There's a few out there that I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I should jump on that too. By the way, you know something as a total aside regarding the NFL this year that I'm eager to see? Just because I, I they have a chance because they've finally upgraded. And, you know, at this point, you may see some decent play calling finally. The Chargers. Let's – you've got you've – got, Really? Well, this now, time – they don't get the benefit of the doubt for the most part because of the disappointment we feel all the time. Did they hire Shanahan? <laughs> well, everybody wants to hire Shanahan. Um, but, you know, this this is probably a more balanced version of this team this year. Kellen Moore comes over. That's going to be a better play-calling circumstance for Herbert I'm watching. Okay. I'm right. watching. Well, you know he's good. Well, you know, that would be really good for the Chargers because maybe they can develop some fans in the Los Angeles area. Well, I don't area. give a damn whether they succeed in Los Angeles or not. They should have never gone to Los Angeles. They should have stayed in San Diego. But saying, the point would be, I don't care if zero people go to the game. They haven't played a home game yet since the move. <laughs> they won't play a home game this year either. But they have one of the five best quarterbacks in the league, one of the three best quarterbacks in the league, and their coach has been soft and their OCs have really failed Justin a lot of times. I'm like, all right, man, you got a gifted dude now. Let him sling it around the lot. I hate to see wasted talent. I hate it. Drives me nuts, especially if, if the guy's a decent dude. Really not much to dislike about that guy. I mean, come on, let's go. I just go back to when he was drafted and we thought, eh, we not missed so it. much of him. We missed it. Well, because Willie and Mario were his guys in college. There you go. You know, you look back, the wisdom of that now, you say, oh, you know, they might have done something better if you had a replacement level coach and play caller, specifically play caller, for this quarterback. Didn't help that he himself said, I don't know if I'm good enough to be an NFL quarterback. That that hurt. But yeah, that that uh, that it, really rung hollow. We got nervous at that point. Fair to say they didn't get the most out of him at Oregon. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Probably. And he still had a good career. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. 
Let's get to these picks. I'll come back to the other side of that stuff here in a second. I've got my picks ready to go. I don't know if you've got your sirens and everything else that you like to hit here. Boom. The Metro Hawk Trophy. Metro Deli of Tallahassee. I do not see why not. You're right. And the sauces and all the good. Here we go. Iowa State plus four and a half against Iowa in the aforementioned Cyhawk Trophy. That's right. I took Iowa State plus four and a half. You, that ten to seven is the final score of that game, right? Mm. You got to take the four and a half there. Four and a half might be the over under. <laughs> that, that might be the total. Arkansas minus thirty eight against Kent State. You can hit it if you'd like. Kent nah. State. Here's the thing. Kent State. <laughs> the secrets out, man. The secrets out. I mean, Kent State. This is all-time bad, so Vegas will adjust, but they haven't yet. Dropped the 38. They may lose by 60. Old Dominion plus 5.5 against Louisiana Lafayette. <laughs> Woo! We're getting deep, deep, baby! Let's go, Old Dominion. A little side note. Might take a little extra action on Old Dominion on the money line. Like him to win the game outright, right. baby. Oregon minus 6.5 against Texas Tech. No surprise there. No need for weird looks or anything else. That's good. Uh, UConn plus three over Georgia State. UConn's respectable. There's a little siren for that one. (laughs) That's a tiny siren. All right, weird game here. Minnesota looked terrible in their win against Nebraska. I'll lay the 20 and a half against Eastern Michigan. Give me Oklahoma State minus three against Arizona State. That makes sense to you, right? Gundy? Yeah, and... um and our guy? Yeah, I don't know. I forget who Kenny played, but I know it was closer than it should have been. It should have lost. It's terrible. Oklahoma State. Wake minus nine and a half against Vandy. I don't think much of that Vandy team. Interesting. I've bet against him twice already. A lot of black and gold on the field. be interesting to see because Wake got out to a huge lead in weeks, uh, their first game, but then they kind of crashed and burned. So what are you, Wake? Yeah. What are you, Vandy? This is a chin check game. Vandy's not good. NFL, give me the Jags minus five against Indy. I bet against the Indy organization whenever possible. Also, you got a guy making his first ever start. Yeah, give me give me Jacksville. And then finally, Vikings minus six of the Buccaneers. I'm going to bet against the Bucs every week. Mm. I think it's a safe bet. I think they're terrible. I think this team is butt sorry. Butt sorry. You know, there's a part of me that hopes you're right, and there's a part of me that wonders if you are. They've got a lot of good players but I don't know what they're going to do with those good players. So what are you saying? The same same thing I'm saying. I'm saying they might you're cover a couple believe, of times and you go, damn it, you they overcame you're it. You're saying you don't believe in the head coach and neither do I, and they won't look prepared, and they are not good, and that quarterback sucks. Bucks by 20. Fire <laughs> the cannons. Oh, buddy. Not going to happen. Give me, Give me the Vikings and lay the six in Minneapolis, and you know they'll be geared up and ready to play. Vikings fans are awesome, and that stadium is awesome, and they'll want to get off to a good start, and we never cover anybody, so don't worry about it. It's a very interesting tailgate setup that they have there because it really doesn't come to life until one hour before kickoff, but it comes to life one hour before kickoff, and then they all flock to the bars in Minneapolis after the game is over. So it's like they're only reaching their zenith around the third or fourth quarter of the football game, and then the rest of the day is... a slow build, just a steady build. It's big time as the sun goes down in Minneapolis. I will tell you that uh, I like this week's games on a betting card. I like this week's game quite a bit. Uh, games quite a bit. It, you, you begin to learn a little bit about tendencies and all that good stuff after week one into week two. But now you welcome in the NFL. But there's also really interesting matchups that play well from a betting angle, not as well 
from I mean, just the card itself. You know, when you're looking at the card itself, you're not like, oh, man, a bunch of blockbusters. Yeah, Texas, Alabama. We're going to learn about a lot with Texas, Alabama. By the way, I like the under in that game. Um, I didn't put it on the sheet, but I like the under in Texas, Alabama. Uh, I think they'll both play pretty good defense in that game. Yeah, I was looking at the slate for the top 25. Just to stagger the day versus we do our pregame show, 5.30 p.m. What can I watch? What can I catch a quarter of here or there? And I find a lot of the numbers in week two to be interesting, and this is a fact-finding mission. I don't know how active I'm going to be this week because there's a lot of things. Like, for example, one of the big games of the weekend because of what happened in week one is Colorado-Nebraska, and that's Colorado minus three. Seems okay. like an awfully low number based on what you just saw the two teams do. And it that's does, why you know if you take Colorado, it's a sucker bet. Right. I, I am very suspicious because I think TCU might be a two- or three-win team this I year. I think you're correct. Right. And then I don't know what I watched with Nebraska and Minnesota. Oh, you watch bad than, football. Other than no points. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to sort through that mess of mediocrity. And there's a couple other games like that where the bet is just a sucker line. And I'm thinking, all right, all right. This is where they jump on you. Vegas does for overreactions to week one. So I'm, I'm kind of staying away from most of the action. A lot of uh, sucker lines this week, I noticed. Tons of them. I mean, even the game I bet, the Oregon game that I took is a sucker line. I mean, they're just begging you they to take are. Oregon. They're like, yes. why would you not? I mean, Texas Tech just lost, and, and that was a stunning loss. Mm-hmm. Oregon just scored 81 points. The whole world saw that. I think Oregon's legit good. One of the things about Oregon is that I think that the, the money that they do have, and they have great facilities, they, they have a – a power player that wants to win in the world of NIL, in the world of NIL and transfer portal. Watch the level of talent at Oregon. Go watch them play this weekend and and just kind of you'll notice some things. That that's a good football team. They're good. And they and then I was looking on the boards to see cuz I didn't follow Oregon in the offseason and I went to their site and started looking in on the players that they brought in. And I began to realize something here. I think they're doing what we're doing aggressively. I think they've got a plan in place here, and they've got the means to do it. So, And yet, it's not even a full seven. With all of that said, that's why it's with a all of the issues, It's a sucker bet. So, tech by 10? What's going on here? Well, if that happens, it would be interesting. But I, I let's watch that Oregon team. I'm going to go ahead and say that I, you know, sometimes you got to just plug your nose, close your eyes, and place the bet when you know that Vegas wants you to place that bet that you're the public that they're about to take advantage of. But sometimes you're like, no, you're wrong on this one, Vegas. The public's going to take it to you. Ka-ka! You got to do it sometimes. So I did with that particular game. <laughs> what are you like? It just uh, that reminds me of Chappelle and Half-Baked. Oh. When he's he talking do? about bringing the eyeballs. To oh. the pa! Yeah. <laughs> Is <laughs> the Jeff Cameron Show 933 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash 
All the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. (laughs) Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips? We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. Good news for Florida State. It continues to be that way on the recruiting trail as well. Our own Michael Langston noting that, talking about Florida State's momentum in the 2024 class. It was also cool to see a five-star like K.J. Bolden tweeting out what he tweeted out and noting, quote, it feels good to see this in person. The program is headed back to its rightful spot. I'm just so blessed to be part of it. And one of the players that believed in it. Nicely done, sir. Mm. That's a that's a quite a quote, by that's the way. Strong. That is really strong. You don't hear kids say anything remotely intelligent ever. Kids are ro- largely dumbasses. Almost all of them, including my own. But there you go. How about that young man? He's eighty <laughs> percent the player that he is the quote. He's like a a thirty seven year old businessman up and coming in a firm on his way to the top. That guy. I mean, that is so direct. It feels good to see this in person. The program is heading back to its rightful spot. I'm blessed to be part of it and one of the players that believed in it. Sir, the Jeff Cameron Show PR firm would have pulled you aside and said you should say that. That thing right there. Yeah. Maybe he gets the Young Prodigy Award. You know? Come on, buddy. Yeah, we have that every year. Yeah, yeah. that's him. We would have brought him up on the stage. Oh, yeah. I would have brought up the fact that he doesn't really even need the binder, the laminate. He doesn't need it. Maybe for a doorstop. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, KJ Bolden, come on in here, young man. He's talking about projections, using phrases like and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, this is. Well done. You know, preseason projections suggested we would see this, but those things can be, you know, tedious at times. But now with what I've seen Florida State, offense, defense, special teams, so forth, I'm really confident in my decision to go to Florida State. Well, and give five-star KJ, uh, uh, excuse me, Charles Lester, I'd say almost said KJ Bolden again. He was stuck on my mind. The young man was so impressive. Uh, CJ Lester, uh, 
Charles Lester saying, uh, just simple and sweet, it's a new era. Mm. See, know your lane, baby. Wait. Maybe you can't these prattle are, on. These this are both is, correct answers. Yes, they are. Succinct, young man, succinct. It's a new era. Oh, indeed. Era of ass whoopings. Young men, you guys are good to go. Yeah. We're going to call it an early day, but we're going to charge the full the full amount, full day. Always. Off to happy hour. So it was, uh, you know, let's go celebrate this, everybody. So Florida State is uh, in a good position, and if you want to read more about that, then go to warchant.com. One thing for the, the PR firm is we really lean into it with body language when we say, we love to celebrate success. <laughs> you know, we really love to celebrate success around here. Very Matt Foley esque. You like uh, like the Seattle Seahawks this weekend, Tom? Huh? Uh huh. So you're talking about your expanded card. I know what you're angling for here. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you and I, the big board is somewhere around these parts. We we've mm-hmm. got to have some wagers in there, but you also know we always pick a team that the quest for yeah eight and eight. Well, they'll be better than that. They'll be better than that. You know, I don't know if I needed the seventeenth game. In retrospect, I'm tired of talking about these records and having to say things like nine and eight. Yeah, the only way that it's palatable to me is if you if you move everything up. So the the final week of the season is still around New Year's. Because that extra week in January, what it does actually is it props up the college football national championship. Like, yeah, oh, it's week seventeen. These four teams are in. I don't really care about the wild card race. None of them are going to win the Super Bowl anyway. But you know what? The national title game is coming up on Monday. I'd rather watch that than Week 17. It's giving college football a little bit extra shine, I think. I've been kind of just, you know, there are some teams that I'm intrigued by. Everybody's interested in Detroit. We get to see them tonight. Everybody's interested in certain squads. That, Atlanta. Yeah, obviously, yeah. But I, I Seattle's one of them as well, and that was a kind of a, a resurgent fun group. Um, they were not good in rushing defense, and if they're going to get a lot better, they're going to have to stop people from running the football. But they were slightly better than middle of the pack in a couple of areas, including their passing offense, which we didn't think that would be the case. And Geno Smith had the season that he did. So, yeah, kind of interesting. There are a lot of changes in things that, that make up the storyline. Obviously, the biggest of those is Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. And we would think that given that they were 29th in passing offense a year ago, that they will be a lot better per drop back uh, this year. I mean, they were 29th in that category last year. All right. So for the tall boy purposes and the big mm, board. Here we go. What side do you like of A&M and Miami? Texas A&M minus the three and a half? That's up to four now. Oh, well, we'll have to bargain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll give, I'll, I'll give you three and a half. It's still it's still on the wrong side of the number, so it's it's. You fine. know, tall boys are very expensive. I don't know. I, I'm timid here. You want the four? You want the full four? No, I don't. I'll, I'll take the three and a half. You're gonna take the Miami Hurricanes for wagering purposes only. Never will I take them anywhere except at the dumpster. But I've yes. got concerns about Van Dyke. Okay, and what are these concerns, dude? Injury? Something's not right. Mentality? Something's not right. Oh, I. Let's watch him closely. This Ear is to the ground. This is important. We're gonna watch this game closely. We're gonna we're gonna watch. This is a, an important game for both. Did you hear Jimbo this week? No, it was fantastic. Was he uh, faster than ever? So 
me and the boys from Seminole Headlines, Ira and Corey, are going to do a weekly rundown uh, from coaches' clips that you guys will be able to check out, and it's called Coach Speak. And uh, and so we did it today. And I think it's going to run tonight, Tom. Is that right? Yeah, tonight. It's scheduled to run after Wake Up War Chant. Awesome. Wake Up War Chant tonight on the channel, 6 p.m. It'll be 7 o'clock or thereabouts for this particular So feature. it's on War Chant TV, and you can watch the three of us take a glance at these clips. There are, I think there are nine clips that we looked at. We heard from... Nine? I think it's nine wow. or ten, yeah. We, we heard from Jimbo Fisher. We heard from Brian Kelly, who was asked... By the way, about his comments, I would never say. I, that. Why? If somebody wants to take a social media, thirty-three <laughs> years of coaching, I've never. What are you talking about, Brian? We've got the audio right here, my man. But we did that with Harbaugh as well. I think the CTE is setting in on Harbaugh, and you got to watch him closely. <laughs> got to watch that guy closely. <laughs> did you say what I think you said? I did. I think it's strong in that one. I'm reading reports over here, and you're talking about CTE I and think, Harbaugh. I think the CTE is strong in that one. We've got some issues developing with that guy. Watch him closely. So I just, He was always weird, though, man. Well, he, he also got hit a lot when he played. He went out with Andrea Kramer for uh, the HBO uh, Real Sports. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how his dad would kick him out of the house as a kid, <laughs> and he would play with three imaginary friends, wall ball. But he had three imagina- imaginary friends he played with every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. That, I mean, there's something before CTE if CTE ever becomes an issue. He may have been quirky, and now the CTE is setting in, and we've got we've got a developing situation. Also, Michigan, get a grip on yourself. Stop with all of this as if he were a damn hostage. They were out there on the field holding up his old number. They're getting oh, in these really? weird formations to honor him. The guy's an ass. Nobody likes him. Nobody. So there their, are zero people who like that guy. That's akin to like the uh, Penn State lining up outside of Paterno's house. Well, it's uncomfortable. Worse yet, Sandusky. we don't care what he said yes to. He's ours. Penn or State looked away from. Uh, yeah, no, it's, just, it's it's not quite the same. I mean, I'm not calling Harbaugh a child molester. No, no. I'm nearly. But stating- he does sleep in the in the rooms, <laughs> the bedrooms did. of recruits. <laughs> he did once. Yes. Now come on now. Coach Harbaugh just, he said, you know what? I'm sleeping right here on the carpet. It's a different sort of deal, man. I, when I, when Harbaugh talks, I'm like, man, I used to think you're trying to do a Mike Leach thing. Now I just think you might be nuts. You got a little something, something going on upstairs that's not good. There's a disconnect. I think your secretary's packing in in the desk in case of emergency. (laughs) I, I mean, it's strange. It's strange. Every time I see it, I'm like, mm hmm. I'm not saying it's the same sort of strange that I feel where we get uncomfortable every time Dabo speaks. Like Whenever Dabo speaks, you're like, yeah. okay, disingenuous, made that up, that never happened. There's cringe, okay, yeah. and then there's danger, yeah, right? Yeah. Then yeah. There, well, there's just, just a, my man's going to be found wandering the streets at 3 a.m., like naked, confused, staring at the moon. Somebody's going to be like, oh, Jim Harbaugh was found last night on the streets of Ann Arbor, <laughs> naked, staring at the moon. What did jo- uh, John Goodman shout in the hallways of Barton Fink? <laughs> I'll oh. show you the... Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's what he's shouting. Oh, and that scene is crazy. Is. He looks insane. You're like, ooh, this is awesome. The fire coming down the hall. He doesn't say, I'll show you the shining of the light, but it's something yeah, like that. Yeah, I'll yeah, show yeah. you. Well, also when he beats him underneath the tree with the frog yeah, and yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> he grabs the piece of wood. <laughs> he's a menace in that film. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Hey guys, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. 
I began using AG1 because I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick and easy to remember. So I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this too, it is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to, uh, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics, whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Let's talk about something that uh, helps folks out. Good times. Good times. Here we go. We got an opportunity here upon us, and uh, I am asking you guys to help us out. It is uh, a chance to help those in the community who were affected uh, by Hurricane Adelia. Uh, Tom, if you want to throw it up on the screen, we can tell everybody what to do. Second Harvest of the Big Ben and uh, a Hurricane Relief live show. We doing that today, tomorrow? Tomorrow. The normal show is just in terms of the repurposing of right. all Super Chats, 100%. Every cent of every dollar goes directly into the bank account of the second harvest. We yeah. don't touch it. No, we don't get a penny out of it. I don't want any money from it. Uh, this is what we're doing. There's to- no even middleman. It no. just goes right to No them. middleman, straight to them, pure cash homie feeding people. That's what they do with that money. That is tomorrow on the show. Now, in addition, in addition... If you're uncomfortable with that, you have an opportunity to engage in a tailgate. We're all tailgating. Hell, if you're going to the game and you're going to tailgate or you're going to be anywhere near the station, I mean uh, the stadium, then you can do one of two things. You can come by our pregame show at Hotel Indigo, and uh, that just might be easier for you. I'm not saying that to drum up people to come there. This is not about us at all. This is not. It is not. But a lot of people like to swing by, and if you do swing by – we're on the roof, Hotel Indigo, best view in town, pregame show, Tom and myself, good times, previewing the Southern Miss game on Saturday. If you do, if you want to bring some canned goods, non-perishable food items, that'd be great because we have a way to get that over to the tailgate site at the stadium. So maybe you're not going in, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's out of your way or something like that, and you don't want to do it, we'll do it for you. Better yet, too, if you're not making it by the stadium at all on Saturday, you got other things going. Corner Pocket Bar and Grill tomorrow night. We have a happy hour meet and greet at the Corner Pocket. This is another location that will accept those goods. We will transport them for you. So if you got something else going on Saturday, but not tomorrow night, you want to have a beer with us, come on out. If you are going Saturday and you're not coming by Hotel Indigo and you're not going to swing by Corner Pocket and you are going to go to the game and you know you have a lot of kind, giving folk well, then might you think about swinging by the ISF tailgate, benefiting the second harvest. It is lot two, lot two, number 127, 
look for the ISF tent. Drop off your items and grab a cold drink while you're there. They'll be ready for you. We're hoping to get a lot of folks to drop off food items for folks who were greatly affected and uh, by the hurricane. And listen, again, love working with ISF. We collaborate with them. This is their day. We, we're, we work with Jonathan and all those guys. They do a great job. Um, but also we work with Second Harvest, and we know what a great job they do. And I wanted, back when we were searching for more people to work with in terms of the golf tournament, I just wanted somebody with a sterling reputation who I could trust, who I knew that if we were able to raise large sums of money or gather whatever it was that we were going to do, that we could we could show that it goes directly to those in need. And Second Harvest came out on top of that search. And so I, I, I can just tell you that I vouch for these guys, ISF and Second Harvest. Swing on by, help out if you can. That is lot two, row one, number 27. Case in point that we have the best and most charitable audience in the world. Hmm. Really, you guys are unbelievable. Number one, one of our mutual friends, Bill, works with the Second Harvest directly. He works for them, with them. But then one of our viewers here, one of the long times, the Pillars, Ralph Spartan, old 71, from Hawaii. He's in town for a couple of weeks. He volunteered with them this week. He nice. went to the Second Harvest to volunteer, and he even put in the chat yesterday when we announced this show that they could use the support. He's seen it with his own eyes. He's taken the time, donated his time, which is wonderful and charitable, but they could use the, the assistance. Seven affected counties that they are serving right now. All right, to uh, the show, beyond just getting that information out there, a couple of you have uh, jumped in the chats and uh, threw a couple super chats our way that I did not get to yet. We'll start with this one from Lewis. Keon Coleman or Marvin Harrison Jr., who's number one, and is Johnny Wilson a mental case? Uh, Lewis, I'm taking Marvin Harrison Jr., who I think is a freak and uh, will be doing what he does in the NFL for a very, very long time. Not that Keon won't. I'm taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, as far as Johnny Wilson being a mental case, no, I just don't think he has natural hands. He's 6'7". He's got huge advantages. He's really figured out how to use his body. He's He runs as a plus player for that size, which makes him a matchup nightmare for a lot of people. He tends to shut off his brain, is my guess, when he's making contested, difficult catches. However, when he's running free and there's nobody around him, he loses concentration temporarily. He doesn't have the distraction of getting hit or adjusting his body in the air or whatever it might be. It's just a simple pitch and catch. For whatever reason, that is more difficult for him. I hate it for him because I think he's cost himself some money. He's still going to get paid and he's still going to be a good player. But we've seen this before. Mike Evans does this. Now, Mike Evans is a better player than Johnny Wilson. I hear a lot of our fans say he's just like Mike Evans. No, Mike Evans is a different cat. Mike Evans is going to the NFL Hall of Fame. Uh, but Mike Evans does have the problem of dropping simple catches, simple balls, just pitch and catch stuff that you would see most guys make. You know what Johnny's better at? Two things than Mike Evans. Now, Mike has you know his top skills are... Hall of Fame level, as you're talking about. Oh, yeah, he's... Blocking and going to the ground. Johnny goes to the ground gracefully for a large man. He catches passes going to the ground gracefully. Yeah. Anytime Mike touches the ground, he has to come out for three plays. Yeah, it usually looks like Mike has shattered something. That's but correct. When he goes Johnny ground. finds a way that to... That said, he's stayed in the league for 10 years and done of course. a really good player. Again, yeah. these are my guys on Saturday and Sunday. These are guys that... If I still got jerseys, perhaps I would get jerseys because I like the way that they play, the both of them. The They're tough. Players. They're tough. But yeah, Johnny does do a couple of things that are good. It's going to keep him around the NFL for a long time. 
Well, he's really willing uh, to hit folks, yeah, yeah. and block, and, and he's selfless. Uh, he's a very likable player. Yes. He also drives you nuts. Yes. Both can be true. I mean, Mike Evans does that thing for me. Watching him make big plays when the game's on the line and create mismatches and, you know, go up and head top somebody and, and just do something that a big receiver should be able to do, mm-hmm. it, it, it always makes me excited. Watching him drop balls with nobody around him that's going to be a walk-in touchdown or first down drives me bananas. Yeah, yeah you hear, uh, let's say it's Kevin Burkhardt on the call for Fox. Dropped by Johnny, or sorry, dropped by Mike Evans. And I know. Three, Three two, two, one. Here comes the text. Like, yep, I know. I know. Well, it these, hurts my soul, too. These days, I usually just say one thing. I describe his hands or his fingers, his fingers. a certain way. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I don't understand it. It's not unbelievable. It, uh, it, it is. <laughs> you can't have hands that big and be that talented and just not know how to catch a seven-yard hitch or something. You're like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, yes, you can. Well, We've apparently, got a seven, eight-year sample size. Yeah. Optimus Climb, thank you. He wrote, doesn't it seem like Norvell is here for the long haul? I get that vibe that I never got. Uh, let's see here. What am I losing? Oh, there. Sorry. Did it come down here? Yeah. Uh, I get that vibe that I never got from Jimbo. I think Mike might pass up a more lucrative deal to stay because of stability and the foundation laid. Well, we got asked this question yesterday on the interactive, the JCS interactive on Orchant TV that we do normally Wednesday nights at 7. My boys had football last night, so we did Wednesday night at 6. Um, so I, I answered it this way. I think Mike is here for the long haul in terms of I don't think like he's getting a job offer from name another big school. I mean, seriously, name Oklahoma. <laughs> well, uh, Brent might crash and burn, and they're thirsty for a big name coach at that point. Mike Starr is going to continue to ascend right now if he keeps winning games, and it looks like Florida State's going to keep winning games. But I think he's really proud of what they're building here. Frequently talks of Florida State being a special place. I don't think it's rhetoric. I don't think it's being said. Most people, politicians, coaches, you name it, understand that saying things like that makes them endearing to the boosters and the fan base. So you'd be dumb not to say it even if you didn't believe it. I think I do a pretty good job of locking in on people when they're talking about things that, in my mind, are important. And sometimes I'll come to you and say, not buying it. Dude doesn't think that. I'm glad he said it. It was smart to say it. He doesn't believe it. Other times I'll come to you and say, that guy's falling in love with this place, or he really likes the administration, or he's very excited about the possibility of building this into something. Whatever it might be, it, it could be any sport. It could be any. And, and a lot of times, the topic's different. Even it may not even be sports. I think Mike genuinely appreciates the support he has for Mike Alford. I think he's in love with the idea of what the Battle's End has done for him, uh, which is an awful lot. You know, obviously working together legally the way that you can now. Uh, I think that he understands that Florida State is a destination job. It's not a stepping stone job. It is an elite job. That is a fact. Florida State is an elite job. It You can win a national championship here. It was important for Jimbo to win that national championship here, to have somebody do it besides Bobby, who had built this thing into a monster 
and won his two titles. A lot of people kind of thought, well, you caught lightning in a bottle with a special guy at a special time who built a legacy, and now could you ever do it again? Uh, well, the answer was yes, and it didn't take all that long. It, where you're located and the commitment from a dollar standpoint and the facility standpoint, it's different than most places. I'm not saying it's at the same level as certain other schools that have done better or have a longer history, but it's on the short list of places that if you – get a program like this operating at peak efficiency, you can win a national championship. And I bring this up all the time. There are a lot of schools that you could get to operate at peak efficiency that have zero chance to win a national title. None, not a zilch. Cannot do it. You cannot get enough good players, and you do not have the requisite money to build a monster at certain schools. So, that's why when you when you see coaches who take less and do more with it and win seven games and get a team bowl eligible, you can kind of look at them as on the same plane as these elite coaches who do the same at a place where you can. And they don't get mentioned in the same breath. But I've done this before with coaches. I've said, well, you know, look, man, Nick Saban's best of all time. It's hard to argue different, right? But there are a lot of coaches that have won national championships that you're like, well... I'm not sure that guy's a great coach. Auburn comes to mind with a certain coach, as we well remember, right? He found a -a once-in-a-lifetime player, and they had a lot of support. That's great, but I'm not sure that guy was awesome. And if you put that guy somewhere else, you'd see his faults exposed a little bit more. Yeah, LSU's previous two coaches prior to Kelly and Edo and Les. And Edo was a joke, but right, and, and yeah, okay. But they won, and there's an investment, all of that. I just, this isn't a stepping stone job. I think he loves it here. I think he's paid handsomely. I think he knows he has the support of the the community and the university and the dollars necessary to continue to grow, continue to build this thing into the giant that everybody at FSU wants it to be again. So he's not going to take a job in college that's akin to this. Um, would he be a threat to go to the NFL? I don't know his heart on that. I don't know his heart. He's a young coach. If you want to play this hypothetical, we can play it through in a way that pleases us. Let's say he wins the national championship this year. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I think we're all down for that. And then gets them to the college football playoff the following year after losing a slew of guys. He'd be one of the hottest names, if not the hottest name in coaching, period, if he did that. These are all crazy hypotheticals, but they're not so far-fetched as to not be believable, right? Say that happened, and an NFL team came calling and threw gobs of money at him or something like that, would he take it? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, we'd all owe it to people, our families, to, to listen. Yeah, I'd say I am. I'd put a bookmark in it to a degree. I agree with you. He loves it here. The support here has been tremendous especially in the last, say, calendar year, 18 months, when we realized as an administration, okay, all right, you were able to overcome all of this, and here's the reward. I am still leery, though, that let's say the bona fides are now totally established. Does Coach Norvell use rhetoric to put more pressure to get what he wants? I'm not saying the level that Jimbo did, because Jimbo didn't have people skills. Mike does. But once you've proven yourself and you can throw your weight around, what does that look like? What does that sound like? What are you saying? What are you saying to the booster community or to the athletic department that is necessary? And are you willing to go on public channels 
to say those things. Because I don't think he had the the equity to do it yet. He, but well, he, he but most the, certainly didn't. Last year, it's close. Now, if you follow through on this year, you can say a lot of things, and you could be aggressive in what in, in discussing what you want openly. Yeah. I want to hear how that part of his cycle sounds, obviously for the reasons that we succeed big time this year, but I want to know what that sounds like before I make a judgment on would he stay or would he go. Well, it takes time. I mean, all coaches, upon having success, want to build on that success because they're knowledgeable enough to know that you cannot remain stagnant. You have to aspire to better because the standard doesn't change now that you've won. And I've repeated it for 20-plus years. You are not a victim of your success. And every coach that steps to the dais the first time he does it, it raises an eyebrow with me and I get concerned. Bobby did it and it raised an eyebrow and got me concerned. The second you lament that people are holding you to an impossible standard because of your success and you throw it back in their faces like Dabo did. We've won a lot of games around here. Mm, last two years of the ACC kickoff. Yeah. The second you do that, that is a sign of breaking. That is a sign that thing is, things are not right. You have lost sight of what you aspire to do. I can, I can admit, as a talk show host, that the standard for Nick Saban is an impossible one to live up to. But he's not a victim of that. He is paid handsomely. He's not a volunteer. He's rich beyond his wildest dreams, and he's earned it. He probably deserves more money per season at Alabama than he's currently getting, and he's getting a lot. And they can lose two games, and Alabama fans are disgruntled. And those two games could be an overtime loss in the last second against LSU and on the road at night against Tennessee in front of 100,000 people. With a kick with a chance to – yeah, yeah, exactly. And people are like, well, he's he's slipping, man. What – and you might, upon hearing that criticism, if you're him driving home, go, are you people serious? You are what you are around here because of me. Me and Bear Bryant. That's it, that's all. One Gene Stalling season. And you sons of bitches, half of you can't read. And you want to rip me? You might think that, but you can't say it. You can't say it. And if you do believe it, you got a problem. I'm just hoping we can vet this in a more real way. It means that the next three months include a lot of wins, a lot of blowout wins, and some things that we can hang up and doke or however they do it now. They put like these the well, I love what we do now. What By do you the way. call that? You suspend the numbers? You pin the numbers into uh, yeah, no, the press box area? Yeah. Two mounted, zero two three mounted or whatever. Yeah. Two yeah, mounted. You mount two yeah. zero two three. Oh, it'd be amazing. Wow. Yeah, it would be amazing. Uh that now that part of what they've done to Doke is very good. Hmm. How about the roof? What do you think? Put a roof no, over I your head. It. I hate it. I get what they're trying to do. You can go to September games. I, I get what they're trying to do, but I, I don't want that. Not as the way I saw it designed. Maybe the way they do it over in Ireland, buddy. I will tell you that uh, Aviva. That, that was a, that's good. That way they had that was so. Pretty cool. It's kind of like the original Cowboy Stadium. Yeah, but, I mean they've got the open end zone, but yeah, it's a little bit more open the way I like it. It's less enclosed it's like than the sales old Cowboys. On, yeah, on it, top of it's it. pretty cool. That, the what they did in the end zones at Doke is cool too with the with the spears and everything else. It just looks weird because it doesn't. You can't tell that anybody's sitting there, and you kind of encourage people by virtue of the amenities not to sit there. And I would totally <laughs> understand that. <laughs> Uh, hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.